Hey everyone, this is Felipe, the Brazilian Dragon himself. I uh, run the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network and the creator as well. And uh, luckily, if you're listening to this, you're listening to one of my podcasts. Uh, my friends Jay and AJ, they do a Pretty Little Liars podcast, as you all know. And I just wanted to thank you all for listening to our first year of Brazilian Dragon content on the Dragon Babies feed or on the Two Can't Keep a Secret feed. I'm so proud of the work that Jay and AJ are doing. They continuously have me in uproarious laughter. If you are also enjoying their content, please go fill out an Apple Podcast review or a Spotify review um, to Can't Keep a Secret, the main feed, or the Dragon Babies feed. And if you like the content that we do here at the Brazilian Dragon Network, nostalgia-based rewatch shows, uh, nostalgia-based rewatches of shows like things from Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, or YA content, like we've talked a lot about Glee over the years, um, as well as the Pretty Little Liars rewatch series that you're listening to right now. Uh, please go like and uh, five stars would be great to get more people listening to the Brazilian Dragon content. One of the goals of the year is to open up a Discord and start posting more on YouTube and potentially Twitch. So that's all from me. Thank you all for the continuous support from 2022. Now let's get to your first Two Can't Keep a Secret recap for the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, So take it away, Penguin Music, and next you'll hear from Jay and AJ. Happy listening, my little De Laurentiis delinquents. Welcome back to Two Can't Keep a Secret, your favorite Pretty Little Liars podcast. My name is Jay, and I am here with the man caught in a storm, which is why he may be breaking up in and out of this episode, AJ Norris. AJ, how are you today? I am caught in a storm, both physically and emotionally. (laughs) Yeah, this episode was quite a bit, wasn't it? I, I, I am not okay. I, I am actively not okay. <laughs> was there a single storyline that this episode... Mm, yeah, there wasn't a single epi- like storyline I can think of that this episode didn't touch on. Really? There's very few. I, well, there's been a lot of storylines, so I it, it just happened. I will say this... <laughs> it's just I, like, this was an episode. <laughs> I, I will say, um, it, it didn't drag. I can say that stuff did happen yes 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 stuff did happen and whether uh, i like the stuff or not we will talk about it <laughs> all right and with that no pun intended shall we dive right in with talking about emily uh, if you want well that's how the episode <laughs> starts so we're gonna do it uh and it's a joke because she's a swimmer that we'll dive right in anyway huh. anyway so we start off this episode with <laughs> Emily waking up early in the morning. Uh, it's 5.15 and uh, she gets in her car uh, to leave and Hannah wakes up and we realize and, and Hannah realizes that Emily left her phone at home and is nowhere to be found. And we see yes. shots of Emily running like through the woods. Where did well, you think she was going when you first saw this? 
see, I thought A um had Emily do something, right? That was that was my first thought. I was like, okay, Emily gotta go do the test for A now, which is not fun. I don't like it when the girls do tests for A. They're rarely ever fun. Um, comma, but then when the girls came um over, uh, Arya's like, oh yeah, she booked it to test. I was like, oh thank God. <laughs> I, I was like, yes, that that is what you should do, Emily. Get out of this town. Save yourself. B- bless your soul. How's go she gonna be get with to your family. Without a car. Phone. With a car. <laughs> with a car. Listen, I guess I could have a GPS. And let me tell you something else, Jay. Um, I understand how um, valuable a GPS is on the phone. Uh, a lot of people didn't have a GPS on the phone back in 2011. That is true. Um, but like, did you, at that point, where you're like, she's definitely going to Texas? Like, I knew she wasn't going to Texas, but like, in my heart, I was like, please let her go to Texas. <laughs> yeah uh so all the girls come over and they're like where could she be she didn't tell anyone where she was going she didn't w- like intentionally wake hannah up um she left her phone here and when they're mm-hmm. looking through emily's phone spencer finds a picture that a sent and it's of aria and ezra kissing and and uh emily's like or not emily hannah's like is that you to aria and aria's like yeah who else would it be did you catch what spencer said <laughs> Was uh, oh oh it will it, it will be your mom thinking it was me and Ezra smooching. No, she didn't say smooching. She What's said slutting it up. She said there goes oh, slutting it up, slutting it up with Mister Fitz. Ah, fair enough. And I was just like, well, Spencer, <laughs> you you have I'm a not, I'm not slut shaming you, but I am going to say that you've hooked up with several older men. Mm-hmm. And you were, were like so supportive of Arya hooking up with Ezra that like, I'm not sure that you didn't have a thing for him. Like, honestly, if you told me she did, I'd be like, that tracks, makes sense. So I was like, I don't blame, I mean, I mean Ella, I might be like, mm, why is Ella calling, Ella wouldn't call Spencer a slut, but if like, she would. her sister would, <laughs> if her sister she would be like, you know what? Like, that's fair, Melissa. Uh, I I think I told you I've been spoiled on on one thing about Pretty Little Liars. Yes. Uh, and it's that um Arya is not a like like that's the one thing I've been spoiled on that Arya is not a because I have seen um too many YouTube videos and TikToks being like why Arya should have been a. <laughs> I think you should just like block the words Pretty Little Liars on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Valid, but like, I'm like, how? Like, if I know anything about um, a because um, I guess I'm going to low key spoil the rest of the episode or whatever. Um, like, it drops this, like, 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 it drops nothing, but like, this um, oh, thing that clue Ella and thing, it just completely dropped it. I'm just waiting the entire episode for it to come back, yeah. So, let's just let's just also mention that the picture on Emily's phone is accompanied with a message that says, Clue Ella in, and I'll let you out. Yes. Emily was never, and everyone's like, Emily's never going to tell Ella about. And why not? Why and, not tell her? Honestly, I feel like this is valuable information to know. <laughs> right. Not only that, but like, of all the people, I could see Emily being like, yeah, maybe this is wrong. Yes. And Emily would think, well, I think Hannah, but like, I mean, Emily would Hannah, think this. But... <laughs> 
like, like pause. Okay, I think Hannah will think like this is wrong and be like more vocal about it. While Emily will be like, in my head, something is wrong, but like outwardly, I'm going to be like, oh, you're my friend, so I support you. Yeah. So <laughs> Emily keeps running and she runs right to Dr. Sullivan's office and knocks on the door and says, I'm ready to talk. Wait, and- pause. That, that was dumb, right? <laughs> that was like actively dumb. Oh, this is like, let me tell you, this is not how therapists' offices work. Exactly. <laughs> like even if you have a good relationship like let's let's get there in a second but like she she like knocks on the door she's like I'm ready to talk and Dr. Sullivan is like great we've been waiting for you and you pan in and you see the other liars who are there okay so first mm-hmm. of all Emily had no idea that the girls the other girls were in the office correct the other girls expected that Emily would be going there I guess because they read through her phone and saw that her and Dr. Sullivan had been... And pause. Jay, that's a whole other issue. That's right. <laughs> like, I mean, like, if your friend is missing, going through their phone is not the worst thing you could do. But, like, the fact that, like... Uh, uh, Jay, if I go missing and I find out one of y'all mother efforts were snooping through my phone, it's on site when I get okay, back. But what, if, but what if, like, you went missing and we had... And, like, someone was threatening your life? Jay? And we knew about it. And y'all knew about it? Yeah. Like, like I'm I thought I, I would have taught y'all better than this though. <laughs> like I I think there there is proper ways to handle hostage negotiations. I wouldn't be reading through your text, but I would be looking through your calls to see who you'd been calling just to see. Like who was the last person mm. you were in contact with? Do they know anything? Ah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like but, but, but like but like also I think I'm better than that because I am a big uh well, Bob, most of the times, most of the times I'm like, someone knows where my location is at all times. Good. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just in case something happens. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I like the world. Like, I, I, I just know I have to be wary of it. <laughs> like, I don't like that they were going through her texts. There is a world where her phone locked on the pic, on the message from A and they unlocked it and immediately, like, that was the first picture, that, the first thing they saw. But, like, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the girls have an impromptu like meeting at Dr. Sullivan's office, which first of all, like maybe you can get a same day appointment, but it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And then no, like no one was in contact with Emily. They just expected her to show up at Dr. Sullivan's office. Correct. Like it, none of that is how any of it would work, but like, I guess they were lucky this time. Good for them for knowing their friend. I I guess so. Good for them. Oh. Uh, but like now. Also, also this 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 not this not why you come at Emily either. Like you, you don't just like ambush her at like her quote unquote um therapist's office. Right. <laughs> like like if, if yeah if you're asking for a shutdown, that will get a quick shutdown. Like 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 pause. Jay, that'll be like okay. Now I know I can't trust Doctor Sullivan right now because Doctor Sullivan. When I'm trying to talk to her one-on-one, she's bringing in my friends and all this information. And I'm like, I thought this was a safe space. But then on top of all of that, it turns out that like, instead of a shutdown, they decided to like open the floodgates. And, and when was this happening? Like the last I heard, like three out of four of y'all were like, we are keeping this tight lip and we're not going to tell a soul. Like right. pause, after, Emily... you, to you, after more than one of you has been put into a hospital by this letter, y'all still been like, we're going to keep this to ourselves. We're taking this to the grave. And Emily is the only one that wanted to open the floodgates, but she's not the one who does, like, she's not the one that's telling all this stuff in Dr. Sullivan's office. Like, I thought she's been the most tight-lipped of them all. 
I was like, right. what? Yeah, exactly. Like maybe Hannah would have broken a little bit. Like I, I could see Hannah like opening up a little bit that yes. someone had been threatening them, but not as much as like they end up t- saying. So the liars decide to tell Dr. Sullivan about A and mm-hmm. that they started receiving threats before Allison's funeral. And at first they it, thought it, it was it, Allison, wait, but then they found her body. It, was that news? Like, do we know that information? Because I felt like that was like big news. I was like, wait. No, they got like one or two messages before, like in the premiere, before they found the body. I only knew of one message, and that was after the funeral. I'm pretty sure they got like one or two messages. Uh, mm. If you want, I can go back and guarantee. I can go back and uh, check. Yeah, because I was like, whoa, that's. Conf- I, I was like, that's a that's a breaking story. But if it's not a breaking story, and I'm just like not doing my job properly of watching this television show, um, that's also a valid thing that could happen. So, um, in the pilot, uh, there are a couple messages sent mm. to um, the girls before the funeral and before they find the body. Um, so, there's two. One is to Aria that says, maybe he fools around with students all the time. A lot of teachers do ask your dad. And one is sent to Spencer and it says, poor Spencer always wants Melissa's boyfriends. But remember, if you kiss, I tell. And that's about Ren. Oh my gosh, such better times. (laughs) I know, when those were were our problems. Oh my gosh. Isn't it great that I just have a database of all. (laughs) I respect this energy, like full stop. Thank you. I like it. The internet has everything, but like I can navigate it very quickly because I'm on this database all the time. Fair. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, so yeah, uh, and then they found her body and then they're like, A, like we've been wrong before about who we think A is. And yeah. we think we know who they might yeah. be, but we're not sure. And Dr. Sullivan is like, and you've never told anyone else about this? Great question, doctor. That is a million dollar question. I've been asking that for 20 episodes. And the girls are like, no, you're the only person we've ever told. And that will come back later. But like, good on Dr. Sullivan for being like, the fuck? (laughs) Like, girls, that was actively dumb decision of you not to tell anyone. Like, right. like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be judgmental because I'm a doctor, comma, but <laughs> right. She, she is very good at like the doctor face of like, oh, and I'm, I'm the first person you're telling, and they're like, yeah, and she's like, thank you for telling me and <laughs> in. But like, you just know in her head, she's like, this is fucking nuts. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like first, she has to process the content of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. because it just sounds insane it's it's legit and then she has to be like and y'all never told me shit before this except hannah and emily was about to open up to me but now all four of you are just like bam here it is wow That's yeah <laughs> um, so let's cut to toby real quick no no okay yeah. We're gonna just kidding. Uh, so Toby is working <laughs> one on one of these days. I'm gonna say no to a scene, and we're just gonna skip it. <laughs> okay, sure. Appreciate it. I'm gonna let that happen. <laughs> thank you. That'll be my, my Christmas present to you. Ah, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. So Toby is working on uh, working for uh, Spencer's dad and her family, and he hears like really loud music coming from a nearby car, 
and Jen is in the car and I'm like she's not driving okay first of all she's blind um but she is eating cherries and like putting the pits on the dashboard and it's just gross I'm like get a cup (laughs) (laughs) like it really bothered me (laughs) like I thought I'm being bugged with you I I thought Jenna was watching Toby (laughs) that's what I thought was happening here I was I was being like I was aloof Oh, um, not Toby. Jenna has been in a lot of places, and it seems like Jenna's best been observing without her sight. Yeah, so I brought that up last week, and we weren't sure if, like, she's completely blind, she's gained some of her vision back. Like, I'm not an eye doctor. Neither. But, like, we know that she's trying to have surgery to get most of her vision back, if not all of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she's inside this car, eating cherries, being gross. And then uh, Garrett slams the front door to Jason's house and gets into the car and then sees Garrett and Jenna's, Jenna kissing. And is this the first time that like Toby has seen it? Um, I think it is. Uh... I mean, I'm sure he believes Spencer because why wouldn't he? But it also felt like an awkward time to kiss. I'll be back with you. I mean, yeah. Like, Maybe like a Bonnie and Clyde sort of situation. Honestly, if this is a Bonnie and Clyde situation, more definitely need to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And honestly, Jay, I'm gonna be a buck. If those two died, I would not be crying too much tears. You know, that's really fair. Uh, <laughs> Jenna has very few redeeming qualities. Uh, Garrett has no redeeming qualities. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to school where the liars are also talking about how jenna has no redeeming qualities and Pause. maybe jay yeah i love how you're just calling them the liars <laughs> i mean they are i'm gonna say our core four but i just said the liars like i'm so used to saying the core four but i like the liars more <laughs> we'll use it interchangeably okay okay but <laughs> um so yeah like, like it knocks like the core four is like oh yeah they're important but the liars are like knocks them down and peg and i like that well, like, they are the pretty little liars. No, they're the liars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're not going to talk about their bodies because they're children. I agree. Uh, so they're sitting at the lunch table. Maybe it's lunch. I don't know. They're sitting, like, near the cafeteria or in the cafeteria. And they're like, should we have talked about Jenna to Dr. Sullivan? And yeah. Well, that's your opinion. They decide no. They're she's. We already like bombarded her with enough, and we already sound fucking crazy. And has, uh, that's 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 not why though. That's that's not why. Well, they also don't want to like get in trouble. Like, like like they're like, yes, Jenna's this terrible person who's doing this terrible stuff. Who's like being like the worst to us, uh, comma. But we're also not innocent in this situation, and I don't want to sh- show that part. That we're not right, but innocent. I thought that one without saying, you know, like listen, I think they're trying to convince themselves why they're not saying it. I'm like, I know the true reason. That's fair. Um, but then Hannah <laughs> Hannah yeah. speaks up and she's like, Spencer, did you bring those horse books? And I was like, What horse books? And it turns out that Hannah is trying to win Kate over and like not like get emotionally ruined by her by like, giving dumb. used horse books. It's so stupid. Like, <laughs> what seventeen-year-old wants horse books that like, are not like brand new? I can't think of anyone over the age of twelve that would want horse books. 
I could if it was like a nice you know like the photo like books for like rich people's like living room table that are just like really glossy photos no okay well a lot of (laughs) super rich people I know like on their like like what's it called parlor room or whatever like table they'll have like really glossy like nature books or whatever like all these like really pretty pictures and like they're photography books basically and like if she was gonna get Kate one of those it still doesn't make sense but like mm-hmm. given the fact that like she knows that Kate has a lot of money like I could see like this being like oh this is something for you to display because you love horses blah blah mm. but, like also like they're like 16 like no it like that's something you get for like at, someone at least in their 40s see see Jay, here's the thing I am poor and I don't know rich people <laughs> so this was news to me you you just educated me that's fair I don't I, to be clear I don't know rich people but I do know <laughs> that I've been invited to a like to like work in a lot of rich people's homes mm. for like either catering events or for like educational uh, events or for fundraising mm. events um and like also I'm sure there are people who aren't rich that have these but I'm thinking like I've seen some of these books that cost like $300 and it's just like nice nature pictures. And I'm like, you must really like trees. No, I think you have too much money. You're wasting it. Give some to the poor. Yeah. Like give me $300. Jesus Christ. Like, like you, you clearly have too much money. You clearly have too much money. Yeah. Just buy me a meal. That's all I'm asking. (laughs) Like I'm not asking for $300. Although if you want, like, I'm not going to say no. I will drop my Vivo. Uh, yeah, and so Spencer's like, this is stupid, and Arya says, it's weird that Kate was a bitch to you, and you're being nice to her, and Hannah's like, I'm not doing it for Kate, I'm doing it for my dad, which, stop trying to be nice to that man. Also, 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 stop lying to yourself. You're terrified. Yeah. (laughs) You know, pause. Theme of the episode, stop lying to yourself. Yeah. Everyone. Um, also, Jenna's like in the background lurking, and Emily's like, "Do you think Jenna sent the picture of Arya and Ezra to my phone? Like, do you think Jenna's the one that's doing all of this?" No time to answer. No. Hannah's grandma comes over. Like, yes. it was a fever dream. It was a fever dream, one hundred percent. Like, I thought like, yesterday like... the wedding was in like six weeks. <laughs> uh, I'm com- don't they live in like a, t- a completely different state? Yes. But like, so you just casually going to a different state. That's dope. But like, Connecticut and Rhode Island are not that far away. I I don't know geography. Um, and they're both pretty small states. But oh, and Pennsylvania, they're in Pennsylvania though. They are. But, in it, but like, I have a feeling like it's not that far. But also, Hannah's like Hannah's grandma is like, oh, the rehearsal dinners tomorrow. Then I must have gotten here early. Oops, can I have your house keys? Why is this woman at the school? She's visiting her granddaughter. She doesn't have Ashley's number. She's. It's clear that the grand Tom's mom, so her Pause. paternal grandfather. I, I, I would like for you. To, I would like for you to guess how long it took me to realize she was Tom's mom. Well, when she <laughs> said she was there for the wedding, I immediately assumed. I did not. <laughs> did it, they have to stay in the episode. Huh? Did, did you- the moment. The moment, um, and I think this might be a scene or two, when Ashley Marin called this woman Regina, I was like, how dare you call your mom that? And I was like, wait a minute, that's not your mom. Amazing. 
Um, yeah. But like, this woman is clearly supposed to stay at Hannah's house. So like, why doesn't she contact Ashley for the house keys? Why is she showing up at a high school? Um, here's the thing, right? Because she knows what she wants to do in that house. And re- it's rearranged it. And she knows Ashley knows that. And she's like, Ashley's not going to have it. Ashley's going to be there when I get there. Yeah. If she's going to give me the keys. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So like, <laughs> it's just like a weird, like all, like all of this happens in the course of like five minutes. Yes. And like, this is already a lot emotionally to like handle in an episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot to pick apart here about Hannah's family, about Dr. Sullivan, about Jenna. So let's, this is the perfect time to cut to the Montgomery house where Ella and Byron decide to start arguing about Mike. Okay. Because why don't we just add fuel to this fire? Um, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting argument, I would yeah. say so Mike has gone to the therapist, not Dr. Sullivan, but one of the recommended ones. And the yes. psychologist, the therapist said, maybe you should consider sending psych- or Mike to a psycho- psychiatrist, mm-hmm. possibly to get medica- medication. Yes. And Byron's like, great. Thank you so much for your recommendation. And Ella's like, mm, it's not one size fits all. Not every kid needs to have pills shoved down their throat. Which is not what the therapist seems to have said. Yes. Go uh, on. Like, 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 like I, I was so confused for a long period of time about what L argument was even about. Because I thought for sure the, the doctor, the person that Mike went to talk to, like you just said, suggested this. And I feel like if there's anyone, it'll be one thing, right? If it was like, oh, your friend or a family would be like, oh, yeah, just give him some pills. He'll be okay. And then I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 that's not how this works. Um, each person is individualized. We don't know what's going on with them um, internally, um, in their brains, whatever. We can't just guess based on what we've seen in the past. But if this person that's a professional probably has a doctor, uh, it's like, this is what we need to do, see a psych and get some pills, then baby, your son needs to get a psych and get some pills. <laughs> like, also, But I, I think yeah. that there is like this, um, especially back in the day, this demonizing of um, pills and, medicine and medications um, thinking like, oh, people who um, need to take this medication is not all there and it's more, oh, pause, uh, is either not all there or it's just like um, an excuse to get um, high. And they're just f- making up all these um, issues with them so that way they can have a f- free excuse to um, have these drugs. And I think the demonizing of the medication um, has been very harmful for a long time. And I think if probably at the point in time, maybe even till today to a lot of people, the idea of someone being medicated is very um, taboo. Yeah, I wanted to go through some things too, where like, first of all, it should be noted that what Mike seems to be experiencing is depression, not ADHD, Mm. not schizophrenia, not, and like, again, this is not to stigmatize those disorders, but in terms of medications that people are typically seeking for some kind of side effect mm-hmm. are not typically the go-to first level antidepressants that a psychiatrist would likely prescribe in Mike's situation. Mm-hmm. Second of all, some people are on medication for the rest of their lives. Some people are on antidepressants every winter 
during like because they have seasonal affective disorder so they take Mm -hmm. them like when it gets dark earlier just because like it helps it helps them to be on an antidepressant during those times of the year some people are on antidepressants for three months and then they wean off because things have changed in their life or maybe they're seeking other treatments and also you can go see a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist might say okay so you were recommended to me after one or two sessions with your therapist I would feel a lot more comfortable if prescribing something, if you saw your therapist for another month and then you came back to me. But they haven't even seen the psychiatrist yet. They don't know what the psychiatrist is going to say. Like, I, I feel like I even would not have been like as upset with Ella if she was like, okay, I would like to get at least a second opinion um, on this. Right. Like, I'd be like, you know what? That's respectable, right? <laughs> it seems like she's just turned off to the idea of like Mike being on any form of medication. And Byron brings up a really good, well, Ella says like, he's not like, Mike is not your brother, Byron. And we remember, if we remember, there's some implication that Byron's brother uh, suffered from mental health issues and may have died by suicide. Mm. And Byron says, no, but he's related. And mental health issues often uh, have some sort of biological component to them in terms of Mm -hmm. uh, being able to inherit the genes related to bipolar disorder, sometimes depression, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's intergenerational trauma. So sometimes there's some trauma related disorders, Mm -hmm. personality disorders. And like, honestly, patterns do exist in families regardless of if it's genetic and like, Mm -hmm. Byron and Ella like may have contributed to like parts of the situation that Mike needs therapy for and potentially has depression about Mm -hmm. and like that's not any fault of their own necessarily because like like as we know like Mm -hmm. behavior is often based on past experiences um so it's just like one of those things of like Ella is so hardlined about like just talking and it's like I wonder I like is it just the stigma does she have a bad experience with like what's going on I don't know I, I don't know what's going on with Ella um but she went from like being like on top of shit to like mm, maybe you like what like she was so being such a good mom with what's going on with Aria and now I'm like girl it's okay to admit that like your family might need help oh, oh like like and uh if that was a person that's like just skeptical about drugs um period like that would be like one thing right and she, she never gave me that vibe right. um and we've never been uh exposed to like that's a belief core belief for hers um beforehand uh so, so it's hard to see I, it felt to me like this was a fight for a fight, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like having people's mental health be the center of a fight just because. Yeah. Like it is too important and too serious of a situation uh, to like throw around willy nilly. I agree. And like Aria walks into the middle of this argument and she's like, What's going on? Dad, don't you have a class that you should be going? Like, don't you have a class right now? And 
like Ella's like, well, Arya, like we're talking about Mike and and Byron rightfully so is like, we are not taking a poll on what we should be doing for Mike's well-being. Like this is between us. And that's true. Yes. And Arya does have a right to know what's going on, but like it's not yes. but like not to the detail of like the argument that they're having. Like we are getting your brother help and he will be seeing someone is enough information, I feel like, for Arya to have in that moment. Because that someone could like, be, could be a therapist, could be a psychiatrist. Like, she doesn't need to, before a decision is made, like, she doesn't need to be involved in the decision-making process. Like, like, like I think, like, any actions that do um, occur, um, sure, she needs to be informed about this. Um, that is her brother. Um, they live in the same household. This is information that she um, should be privy to. Um, she she's sixteen. She 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 does not need to be um in, in the conversation of what's happening. And sure, I think letting her know is nice. Like, but it, it'll be like one thing, right? If like, uh, Mike was giving um this these pills and stuff like that, and then be like, okay, so Mike is taking these pills at this point in time, and here are possible things that could um occur just um so that way you're aware and you're not yeah. like um caught off guard. I like like that's that's val- that's a valid thing for her to know. Yeah. You're like reading my mind right now. (laughs) And like, I could see it being like, you know, your brother is Mm -hmm. like seeing someone to talk about like the situation that you already know about. Mm -hmm. And like, if like, there's possibly like a family therapy session that might be involved, like we might explore that option. But like for Mm -hmm. now, he's just seeing somebody just like you are seeing Dr. Sullivan and you know, that's that. Um, and if Mike opens up to you, that's that's up to him to share what he wants to share. But like, we aren't going to be sharing mm-hmm. in other information because like, this is really about getting Mike the support he needs. Correct. But like, they're just having it out in the middle of like their kitchen. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Um, no. Shall we go to the Marin's kitchen instead? Um, do I like the Marin's more? Yeah, I like the Marin's more. Okay. Well, good. Wait, okay. <laughs> Hannah's on the phone with Caleb, like being flirty. And when she gets off the phone, she sees that her grandmother is there. Yes. Uh, and her grandma's like, why is Tom marrying that woman? I hate her. She is awful. And it's like, Regina, have you met Isabel? But also like, damn, tell us how you really feel. Like, let me tell you something about Regina. Regina feels like the type of person that will have a strong opinion based on no information. And I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's relatable. <laughs> I like it a lot. I'm Like, she might have never met Isabel. And I never thought about that. But I was like, yeah, that sounds like um, Regina. I don't know Regina. But from the little ashes I know of Regina, that sounds like her. And I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Ashley comes home and she's like, oh, Regina, you're here. And you've started rearranging the kitchen. Yeah. And Regina is like, yeah, Ashley, I am here and you should be fighting for your man. And literally she says those words. She does say those words. She's like, Isabel is not the woman he should be marrying. You should be rekindling your relationship with him. You're the o- like, you are the only woman that has ever brought a spark out in him. Every time I mention you, he, like his whole face lights up. Like you are the entire world to him. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. And Hannah's like, um, leave me out of this. 
Come on, but Hannah, like last episode, you did express this to an entire horse club. Oh, come on, but I mean, but I like, totally get why she's not saying it to her grandmother. No, but like, I, I can't give you the vibe. I think, um, uh, I think it's a situation like, first of all, Tom should not be wearing, marrying Isabel. Um, I'll say that right now for uh, other reasons, yeah, yeah. Like, like two weeks ago, he was just hooking up with um his ex wife, <laughs> yeah, it's, but uh, like, I think there is some truth to what uh. Regina's saying like the like she might not met on um, this Isabel person, but she's like I saw the way or I've heard the way that Tom will talk about you, and then I hear the way he talks about Isabel. There, there was a true love there. There is no love here, and like I, and I'm like yeah, make sure your um son is happy and stuff like that. Cool, whatever. Um, but she she's like this is not off. This is not what we do here. We don't just marry someone just because for whatever reasons. Like, wait. You know, ask the question off podcast. Continue the story. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, Regina is asked to stop rearranging Ashley's kitchen, and she will not. No, pause. Regina, stop that. Don't do that. Don't walk into anyone's home and just start rearranging their stuff, especially their kitchen. Like, I feel like you can arrange anything because that can go back. The kitchen is like such a mind up. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> like go in my house and rearrange anything. You're a guest in my home. Yes, but the kitchen has a purpose. Like every cabinet has a purpose. Um, every okay, um, drawer has about, a purpose. But I feel that about all my cabinets. Like if you go in my my bathroom and you take all the towels out of the 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 towel area in my in my bathroom, like, and you put them in like a different cab, like in my in my closet in my bedroom, like that also like fucks me up. Like, I don't have a single cabinet in my one-bedroom apartment that you can come into my home and, like, rearrange. Well, like, here's the thing, right? I feel like I, there's a, I can see you um, going into a kitchen cabinet and opening some, like, you're hungry or something like that. Or you right, like, you can Like, there's no, there's no darn reason, in my humble opinion, that you should be opening anyone's bathroom cabinets. Those things are off limits to you, <laughs> in my humble opinion. Well, like, if I'm staying there and I, like, need a towel, I might open the bathroom like a cabinet in the bathroom to try and find a towel, like a folded towel. Interesting. Like I'm not gonna go looking for medications, but like or anything like that. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, like if someone has like a cabinet that's big enough to hold like folded towels, like a linen closet in part of their bathroom or whatever, like I'm gonna go there and look for the towels. Interesting. I mean, ideally, someone would leave me out a towel so I know which towel to use. But like. Like, 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 I, I think that's just like a different. Like, I would like go to, like, let's like say I'm saying I'm at my own grandma's house, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know where towels are. I know where, where they're supposed to be. I'm still like, Grandma, can, um, could you get or can I get a towel? <laughs> like, I, like, I'm not opening anything without, uh, in there without her knowing what I'm doing. That's fair. And, and that's my I, grandma. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking about like, mm. my grandpa lived with us for 10 years. So, like, mm. when I would go back home, it was also the home I grew up in. Mm. so I would just do it fair enough and like it depends is it like the first night I'm there is it the fifth night I'm there Mm -hmm. if I've been there for three days already I'm opening the cabinet and getting myself a towel if I need a towel (laughs) fair especially at like a friend's house at friends interesting well like like if I'm visiting a friend I probably have set the like the we probably had a conversation of like oh if you need a towel it's in here if you need like whatever like that kind of thing 
like I am uh, not against. Uh, if someone comes to your place unannounced, um, you can reject them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, not unannounced. I'm talking about like, this was a planned visit. Ah, uh, fair enough. Like this, <laughs> like I only do planned visits to people's homes. Ah, uh, valid. <laughs> so like this, this whole situation with Regina is just odd. Is it, well, pause because Jay, Regina's not an announced guest. <laughs> well, like they knew she was coming, but like the next day, like Regina showed up when she was not supposed to be here. Right, like in Regina's situation, like especially don't touch anything. But like I would never go to my friend's house, like for an overnight, take a shower, and like grab it. I would definitely be like, hey, can I have a towel? Like, but like yeah. if I'm visiting them for like vacation, like it's a planned visit, I would be like. Like, if someone was coming to me, I would be like, oh, the towels are here. Like, help yourself, whatever. Mm, okay. But that's also just, like, a planned visit with someone that I've had a conversation about stuff with. Fair, fair enough. But, like, at the end of the day, uh, Regina does not do what uh, Ashley wants. And I think that's about the end of the basting. And we're going back to the Montgomery's, right? Yeah. So Byron uh, goes to class. And Arya goes into Mike's room and is like, mom wants you to go downstairs. Mm. And Mike's like, leave, leave. Like, I don't want you here. I'm doing something. And Arya refuses. And Ella comes up and is like, you need to turn off your computer and come down to dinner. We're eating as a family. Mm. And he just, and he like refuses again. And she shuts down the computer. She like closes the computer and Mike sort of gets violent with her and tries to get the computer back and Ella gets a bruise on her like gets hit on the wrist pretty hard mm. and Ella's response to this is Arya don't tell your dad this happened uh tell him that like I fell down the stairs or something which first of all is the first like the stereotypical response that women in movies and television shows tend to give when like there's domestic violence Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because like if someone told me they fell down the stairs I'm like who in your life is abusing you <laughs> like that is my instant like I don't believe people when they tell me they fell down the stairs unless I saw it like what if I told you okay pause I, I know this is a serious topic what if I told you I fell up the stairs I would believe that more yeah, like <laughs> because I have I, fallen I, up the stairs I very rarely fall down the stairs yeah yeah like I I, I, I could say I've only fell upstairs before and that only happened twice I've never fell downstairs I've fallen down the stairs when I was a kid and I was like running and mm. I slipped but like again like it's very rare to fall down the stairs and also like it's the go-to thing that tv writers use to like talk about domestic violence so like because of that if my friend said they fell down the stairs my instant reaction is are you okay like in the rest of your life mm -hmm. uh and also like why keep it a secret like if you want mike to get better like i know that she's denying like she wants to deny that it's as bad as it is but like at a certain point like you're gonna miss the window to help mike if you keep ignoring the reality of it oh 100 oh 100 100 but like I'm, I'm gonna be a book with you. Like first off, um, poor Ella. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel my heart goes out to her, and even though I don't completely agree with her or the things she's been saying or doing this episode, that's that's a whole different story. Um, uh, people react differently. That's fine. Uh, 
Kala, but um, this this um, this situation where she like got hurt because of her son, like I, I felt like it was one of two things. I felt like she was like, I need to protect Mike at this point in time. And yes, Mike um did just hurt me. Uh, whether he meant to or not, he did just um cause me harm to the fact that she doesn't need um one of those hand thingies afterwards. Yeah, like a little brace. Yeah, a little brace to a little brace afterwards. And or she's like, no, this just um. Uh, validates byron even more um and i do not need my son uh on these pills i don't what would that mean what would that truly mean and like either way this has escalated ella at the at this point things have escalated and what has been going on so far has not clearly not been working it's not been okay it's something has got to change because like the fact that we're at the point of violence now is like means like we've gone too far full stop yeah and yeah mm. I think about people I know in my own life whose families have not responded at all when specifically a son or a brother has acted violently Mm -hmm. or they have blamed the person that was hurt in that violence instead of the son slash brother and I think it's a very common thing and I think like I'm not here to get into like toxic masculinity and why is it that like violence is the first thing that specifically young men tend to turn to whereas self-harm is really something that and I'm talking in stereotypes and statistical numbers not necessarily like saying this is the case for every single person Mm. but like people who are socialized as women assigned female at birth tend to turn more towards self-harm and people who are assigned male at birth tend to turn more violent when negative emotions come out and I don't Mm. think it's as easy as like men aren't socialized to talk about their feelings like I do think part of it is like men have higher rates of testosterone and therefore like tend to act more violently based on levels of testosterone, which turn, which like really fall, like really trigger that fight or flight response and they're choosing fight. Um, mm-hmm. I think that plays a role in it. I don't think it's just socialization, but part of it is socialization, but like it's, it's hard to watch. And like, it's also hard to watch Ella get hurt herself in that violence and say we shouldn't do anything about this correct um because it's like at what point are you literally saying like i don't want to help my son because if you act like it didn't happen you don't want like you don't mind if it continues like even if you do mind like the message you're giving you're giving out is it's okay that it happened Mm -hmm. and it's not it's, it, it's it's not okay okay that happened and and like it's not like your son has a pattern of um behavior and like at, at what point are you going to be like you know what i am not equipped to handle this I, I i i want i am his mother i feel like i um should i should be able to um protect my kids help my kids whatever i hand but like at this point in time, this is out of my control. And I wish I was, and all I can do at this point is like be supportive and hope um, for the best for them, be there for whenever they need me. But like other people need to step in and help at this point in time. And maybe like 
you're sad that it like you're sad that it happened to you but like you're like I'm his mother and so I'll figure out my relationship with him but I almost feel like the question that Ella needs to be asked is and it's unfortunate it has to be asked this way and she doesn't value herself in the situation to like have it happen to her and that's enough but what happens when he does this to Arya what happens when he does this to Byron? What happens when he does this to people at school? What happens when he does this to a potential partner? Like, this is how abusive behavior starts when he feels negative emotions and he physically lashes out at somebody else. Hmm. Um, forget the emotionally lashing out. And so it's one of those things of like, she should value herself enough to say this happening to me, that's where it stops. But Clearly that's not happening. Um, so we'll come back to the this storyline a little bit later. Um, but for now, for now, we're gonna go uh, to Toby and Spencer, um, who nope. are going to school. <laughs> 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 and it's hard to trans transition out of that conversation that we just had. And I want to acknowledge that, but uh, it's just like a weird conversation. Like Toby is like, Jen and Garrett might've gotten in a fight and, and like this may weaken our relationship because Jenna, like the way Jenna acts towards you might get in a way of our relationship. And Spencer's like, and Toby's like, no, that's never going to happen. Like, Toby and Spencer till we die. Mm, can y'all die quickly? <laughs> AJ. <laughs> <laughs> what? What happened? What, what did I say? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. So they get to school. <laughs> and turns out there's an assembly. Dr. Sullivan is hosting an assembly. Oh, oh Lord. Um, and it's about <laughs> bullying and technology. And she, mm -hmm. and she says uh, that it's so easy in today's day and age for a bully to keep pressing send over and over again. Uh, it's not like, you know, the cavemen days where they just had clubs and just beat each other. Like now it's psychological warfare and you need to feel comfortable speaking out if you don't feel safe. And like, we cut to like Jenna in the scene, we cut to Mona, like anyone who's ever been vaguely mean, we cut to in this scene. And our girls, yeah. the liars, they are so uncomfortable. They're like, excuse me? <laughs> like, we, <laughs> this is not what we wanted. And also, also, yeah. I, I found that was an actively bad move. You can tell me I'm incorrect. Uh, from Dr. Sullivan. Like, I, I feel like all the trust that Dr. Sullivan could have had from those girls just by this action it would like all be gone. Yeah. Like, if not most of it would be gone. And I feel like, especially knowing darn well, you're the only person they told A about. You do not need to be losing all the trust. Because let me tell you something. If they, if they feel like they cannot trust you and you're the first person they told, they're not going to tell anyone else. <laughs> well, so. That's, that's how I felt. Yes. And remember that Dr. Sullivan was at the school before they trusted in her to yeah. talk about a speaking engagement. Yeah. I wonder if this was booked after the fashion show and it well, just she's, well, like and it well, just so she started off her thing um saying i'm supposed to be here and talk to you about um finding out what's the right college for you and stuff like that 
but well, but she then was she like, was like that's but that's not what I want to talk about today oh right right yeah I yeah. in my head I was like maybe it's a coincidence but no you're right she went off script <laughs> um and it's just it's just so funny because like Mona's like filing her nails and Je- and Jenna's like looking proud of herself <laughs> and it's like y'all are bitchy too like it's not just like it's not like but like you're not a level you know what I mean like well maybe Jenna is but like it's not like the things that Mona says are like Mm. actual threats as far you know what I mean like she'll call you a transvestite but she won't like hit you with a car yes as far as I know she won't hit you with a car and maybe Dr. and to Dr. Sullivan's like to to her understanding like they just know about the threats from a she just knows about the threats from a so it's like okay maybe like this is appropriate messaging to give to a high school assembly but like also like four of your clients if not more are sitting in that room like maybe sit on it for a week before you do something like like sit on it (laughs) and also like try to determine is are there actual threats to these girls before you like before you like, like because she's like oh is this person someone at your school and they're like we don't know and it's like at least confirm that it is someone at the school before you do something because like these girls could be in actual danger life pause imagine giving a stop bullying message in the bullying event at school right right like <laughs> imagine it being like melissa or something right and it's like great Damn. the bullying is happening from someone at spencer's home but let's talk to mona <laughs> But pause. I know we want to talk to Mona. She's amazing. Come right. On. But like, she doesn't like, <laughs> I don't blame her in that point. But yeah, okay. so after the assembly, the girls are like, what the, f-? like, that is not what we Wait, want. pause, pause. Wait, here's, here's my second thing. I had a second point about this too. I, I need to know how much uh, they told Dr. Sullivan, because if they told Dr. Sullivan, like, the basics, then I, if I was Dr. Sullivan, I was like, okay, this is like, uh, like a bullying situation on tactic nowadays and this is not a real active threat right, right. but they told if they told uh her everything that a done it'd be like okay i'm being bug I, I understand i'm your therapist i am your we like what we, we say here is confidential you've been uh you've been uh your life has been threatened you have been hit, hit with cars. Car. You've been injected with drugs. Uh, like again, reading is... my mind. Also, like you're dating your former teacher. <laughs> Two of you are actively making out with older men. Like <laughs> we have bigger fish to fry. Yes. Uh, so I think they basically like told like the basic threats, okay. and they also said that like they think like I could see it also being like. We think that A had something to do with like mm-hmm. the harm that we've experienced this year. Yeah. And not specifying that includes the car accident, the hospital, things like that. Yes, fair. Um, but yeah, Hannah's like, maybe we shouldn't have talked to Dr. Sullivan after all. And then Jenna comes over and she's like, you know who would have really needed that assembly? <laughs> Allison. She's not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Uh, and Emily's like, yeah also you uh can you move all your like blind people stuff (laughs) it's like okay emily also like that was not nice like 
<laughs> but not nice. Like, Janet is such a weird piece in this puzzle. Yeah, like, <laughs> like tell me what you th- where she you think she fits. She doesn't. <laughs> okay. I, 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 they legit actively wrote this character and was like, we had no um, forethought about this character. Oh, uh, and like, cause I have all these emotions and they're all conflicting. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't fit in at all. She does not fit in. Like, like her role in the show also makes no sense to me. Like how I feel about her makes no sense. Honestly, at this point, kill her so we don't have to think about it. You are cheering for death. So I, I, and you know what, Jay? I might have got my wish. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Plus, I would like to also say real quick. I feel like I was cheering for death a lot more in season one than I am this season. <laughs> I think it's been pretty equal. I think this episode, oh. like, you've tied it up. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, in this episode alone, you've asked for every single character pretty much to die. <laughs> That's funny. You're like, put Emily out of her misery. Like, <laughs> Regina uh, can go. <laughs> Jenna. Uh, Garrett. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. Well, let's you, go to the wedding. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Hannah's dad's wedding, where she has been asked to make a speech with Kate at the rehearsal dinner. Um, <laughs> and... Kate apologizes for her own behavior and she's like listen I was stressed when we talked last time I was really hurt I don't mean it how about we write this speech together and have a little drinky drinky and Hannah's like what and then Kate pulls out two water bottles from her bag and offers Hannah one of the water bottles and uh they put it in their in their lemonades and they decide to write the speech even though neither of them really wants to like Hannah's in no goddamn world. Should have trusted this girl. Like, 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 I'm gonna be a buck with you, Jay. She just met her, and that com- last conversation, I'd be like, "Bitch, I don't want to be anywhere near her." I, I would not trust her, not for a single thing. Not even the fact that she said, "I like the book." Like, I would not even trust it. from those words on. I'll be like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, there's something shady going on here." <laughs> Listen, here's the thing: if I knew that I would have to write a speech with Kate, even if it was the same day, like. On my way over, I would have had a draft prepared in my head or written down so that I would have to spend as little time with her writing the speech in person. Yes, I agree. And Hannah's <laughs> I, like, nah, we'll do it when we get there. I'll make I'll make Kate do it and I'll just sit here and nod. She's like, I'm really good at nodding. And honestly, I respect that so much. <laughs> we love a nodder. <laughs> yeah. And during the rehearsal dinner, Emily is at home with Ashley, uh, who's making a sad dinner and um, trying not to think about Tom moving on and complaining about the fact that Regina moved everything around in the kitchen. No, but like, let's talk about how out of pocket Regina was. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. Jay, she put the spatula in the same drawer as the glue gun. Why is your glue gun <laughs> in your kitchen anyway? Okay, pause. My glue gun isn't much kitchen. I, I, was like, I was like, mine might be too, but like also like... <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
But comma, but like the, the issue is not that the glue gun's in the kitchen. It's like it's in the same full pops. I I think for Ashinger, I feel like they got a lot of space to come put that glue gun. Like I feel like they would have a closet to put it. Right. In her in her kitchen, why is it there? Yes, but anyway, yes, I get kitchen. what you're saying. Yeah, like it just, like none of it makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Like, 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 honestly, Jay, you know I like chaos. I feel full-heartedly. Regina just came in here and was like, let me just be chaotic for a minute. Like, here's the thing. I think, like, do you think it's just, like, a quirk of who she is where she just puts things back wherever she wants to? Or do you think that it's, like, I'm going to go in and intentionally mess up their house? Because she likes Ashley. Oh, I, I really do think... Um... Yes, it, I, I think it's a quirk and a thing she likes. Like, I think she's like, like, she was like, why is the missing bowl so far away from the um, oven? I was like, why do you have your missing bowl so close to the oven? Um, as my missing bowls are right next to my oven, but we yeah, don't fucking that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, I feel like 100% she's the person, like, she'll put something back where she is at the moment. And then she's going to be like, a week later, like, gosh, darn it, where did I put that um, whisk? Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. We're gonna cut to not one of our core four, not one of the moms, but Dr. Sullivan again at night. Because remember, this is like during the rehearsal dinner, and she yes. gets a phone call. And when she answers mm-hmm. it, it's her own voice. And I thought my computer was glitching at this point when I was watching because it's the it's her voice on the other end asking the same question over and over again. And the question is, and I'm the first person you've told about this, and I'm the first mm-hmm. person you've told about this. And I'm the first person you've told about this. And I'm the first person you've told about this. And she realizes that somebody has been recording her sessions with the liars. Yes. And she hangs up and she gets another phone call. It's the same recording. Interesting. But like, she's not, it doesn't look like she's scared in my opinion. In my opinion, she looks like she's like angry, which understandably Uh, like- Yes. Like her sessions are being compromised. Yeah, <laughs> like, like what, many, what is happening is for illegal. Many reasons. This is like not good. It's not okay. Like whoever did this, you need to be reprimanded. Like right now. Like you're putting her <laughs> career on the line. You're putting co- patient confidentiality on the line. You're messing with these girls. Like for on many re- levels, it's just real bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. So she you, goes you back. Let me tell to you how this works. Yeah. The police comes. <laughs> hmm. Um, and she, she's like legit, like just trying to wait. Boss, this is later on. Never mind. No, this is right now. Oh, it's right now. Yeah, one of the officers is Officer Garrett, and and, and, and um another guy. <laughs> yeah, and some other guy. And Doctor Sullivan is like, uh, my office is being bugged, obviously, and it has to be the and like it must be the same person that like came in and like completely trashed my office. Like, I think that's a valid response. And she's like, you have to, like, my office is bugged. You have to help me with this. Like, you have to look for the bug, like, the recording device. You are the police. And and Garrett over here is like, sure, we can do that, but I think we need to get the names uh, of the people who could have recorded this. And Dr. Sullivan, being a good therapist, says, no. And and then they're like, well, I guess there's not what we could do. Like, I understand that maybe they need to get something from the police station in writing that she consents to a search of her office. Right? Like, I understand if they were like, okay, we can come back tomorrow. But we have wait, to like... Wait, pause. 
I, I think will be wild because she's right there giving consent. <laughs> right, but like I understand, like if you have to have like a certain form and like you have to like have written consent just in case, like she comes red back tape. Here, I understand. Blah, blah blah. Like I totally understand the logistical side of that and the like bureaucracy side of that. Mm-hmm. But they don't even say like, let's talk this through with the department. Make sure this is something that we can do. We just want to make sure we have all of our ducks in a row before we like start a formal investigation. Mm-hmm. They say. There's nothing we can do until you tell us who your clients are. What? Right. And I'm pretty sure that like, unless you, unless there's a reason that you believe that your clients like are actively hurting others and you Mm -hmm. know that they are, like you're not allowed to report. Yes. It's, it's, It's maddening. Yeah. Like, they also might get her to lose her job if she agreed to that. Like, honestly, Dr. Sullivan's just on the cusp of losing her job left and right. <laughs> so I don't blame her for, like, making a mistake and having the assembly when, like, this is how she's being treated. No, like, no, it's no. still not the right move, but, like, yes. I understand. Like, you're stressed, <laughs> not, like, you're not making optimal moves, but you're not, lo- like, but, like, other people are constantly, like, trying to get you to break confidentiality, and you're just, like, Listen, there are lots of bullies at high school. Let me just have a conversation about bullies at high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's my next question, though. Yeah. So so the cops refuse to look for the bug. Yeah. Sullivan, look for the bug. Look for it. Well, <laughs> That's your office. Look for it. <laughs> I think, like, first of all, where do you even start, right? Uh, To the left. Okay. But then also, like... Like pause. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you where you start, right? Uh, under tables. On, on, you start under stuff. You look under everything. Like if the, if there's nothing under it, everything that you can um physically move with the strength of one person. Be like, okay, make sure um that's checked off and good. After that, be like, okay, because she also was like, um, uh, yo, tear down my walls. It's probably in my wall. I was like, that's a mad thing to say. <laughs> it's open. Right. It's like, what have my clients touched? Yes. But then also like. My other thing is maybe she's afraid that if it does end up becoming a big thing, if she finds the bug, it's considered tampered evidence. Say that one more time for me. Like if she finds the bug and there ends up being a bigger problem later and the police get involved, the police will say like, oh, how do we know this is the same bug? How do we know that like you didn't plant this? Like, we don't know, like, your fingerprints are on it. Like, you, you know, it's like touching a dead body. Like, if you find a dead body, like, you don't touch it because, like, you don't want to be implicated. Germs. Oh. But you know what I, you know what I meant. <laughs> I mean, also germs. Also, like, because why would I touch a dead body? But, like, yeah. <laughs> Got to be self-slash sometimes, Jerry. I know, but I was just like, you know what I mean. I know what you meant. I know. <laughs> God, I could use a drink right now. Oh, uh, me too, but I got stuff to do. <laughs> so well, let's go to the wedding. So does Hannah. <laughs> Hannah has stuff to do. She's supposed to be. And she's drinking like you want to be. <laughs> I was trying to make a transition, AJ. Oh, I'm sorry. But now I could use a drink. Uh, <laughs> so but Kate has started writing the toast, and it's like they say when teenagers fall in love, like they completely lose their minds and if you look at our parent if you look at 
Tom and Isabel, you would think they were in 11th grade. And it's like, okay, like, isn't that cheesy? And Hannah's like, I need to drink. (laughs) But but she's like not sipping hard. But then Kate is like, oh my God, my uncle Roy is here. You need to like drink that up as fast as you can. Like, don't ask why, just drink. Like maybe she thought they were going to get caught or maybe like to make it look like they didn't want to talk to him. I don't know. But but Hannah guzzles down that drink. And then ask for more drinks. That would work for me. Like, like if someone did that to me, I would have also gobbled it down. I'd be like, oh, okay. But like, (laughs) Hannah just had like half a bottle of water bottle worth of vodka. And she's 16. Oh, yeah. She is a minor. Yeah. And she's like tiny. She's small. Um, Yeah. So, uh, Ashley back at home is talking to Emily about how she feels about Tom and his mom and that um she still has like she still is like friendly with Regina but like she can't like she can't just go back to the relationship as things were just because Tom might want that and she asks Emily about uh her relationship with Samara and Emily's like that didn't work you chose for it not to work <laughs> oh yeah um but ashley's like listen if you care about someone you have to let them know or else like you have to think about what you'll end up thinking about what could happen the rest of your life and um, ashley goes to bed and emily decides to call someone folks you will not believe who she calls but we'll get yeah. to that in like a scene or two like literally real quick byron comes home Arya's doing homework and ella is like ella, and he asks ella about her injury and ella's like it's fine i don't have to go to the i don't have to go to the emergency room or anything i don't need to get it checked out and mm. byron is like Arya, go easy on your brother for now okay like he's going through some stuff i don't know i don't know i think you gotta get this checked out does he look at like what's the harm in getting to look at right right like my mom <laughs> is a fifth grade teacher she used to teach i think it was third grade and a kid threw a chair at her head and it didn't hit her hard it like hit her shoulder but mm. the school was like you should still get it checked out because god forbid anything did happen mm-hmm. like we want to make sure that you're okay yeah in her case, it was, like, because it was at work, but, like, also, like, you never know. Like, like, uh, and also, like, yeah. Like, when I was playing um, baseball when I was younger, it was, like, one time, uh, I caught the ball weirdly, right? Yeah. And I was, like, oh, that hurt, but it's fine in life. Um, and I didn't get checked out, and it messed up my wrist for years. My wrist yeah. Was <laughs> I was like, yeah. But also, like, this, remember, she told Byron she fell down the stairs. That's a much bigger thing than what actually happened yes <laughs> so, like, i understand his concern oh you yeah get that thing checked out um so shall we do the whole who emily's meeting for dinner all at once I, I, let me tell you something jay you could have gave me a million guesses i would not have guessed <laughs> all right well should i do a drum roll yeah. emily is having dinner with maya <laughs> We're going to just go through all the Maya stuff right Jay, now. 
Jay, oh my god, pause. You, you have no idea how much joy I had. <laughs> like, what? Was, like, give me your immediate reaction. The I'll devil say- is a lie. That's legit why I wrote down in my notes. The devil is a lie. <laughs> AJ, you said we were never going to see this girl again. You were wrong. I, I was incorrect. I was so wrong. How happy <laughs> and, are you? So happy to be wrong. <laughs> like I thought she called Samara, and I was like, I like Samara. Screw Samara. We got Maya back. I want nothing more. I hope this is not a one-off because Maya is so much fun. <laughs> My first reaction was, "Is Emily like hallucinating?" <laughs> In my head, I gaslit myself for a second that Maya was a ghost and that this was some sort of like hallucination, like what if kind of dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we don't see any other characters. No. And like, it's a weird scene. It, it, it looked very romantic too. Like she was like nervous. Like it was like, like I thought she was like, okay, I'm getting this me trying to get Samara back. But then Maya walks in. I was like. And also like, remember that like, Maya went to like a scared straight camp, which allegedly also was like a gay conversion camp. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So like the fact that she comes back and like no hesitation is like, oh my God, Emily, hee hee. Maya's a free spirit. You cannot chain her down. I know, but it was just like, it, it felt hallucination dreamy, you know? Fair. Um, and so I, they're catching I, up over dinner and it turns out that Maya now lives 45 minutes away from Rosewood and her parents with her parents so she drove 45 minutes to have dinner with Emily which like is very cute that's adorable I freaking so happy for her and like Emily's like my mom is so different now she's much more accepting (laughs) of who I am and like there's a lot of like really cute joking that Maya does here where she like picks a plant and she's like Pam can you hear me watching me (laughs) It's very cute. It's very adorable. And, and, and then um, Emily was like, she she started to go in like very aggressively about um, how much she changed and all this stuff. And then she was like, and we could do this, that, and the other. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa hold down, <laughs> hold up now. <laughs> you're, you're doing a lot uh, quickly. She's I'm, like, I'm glad I'm you... not leaving before I get my calamari. But like, <laughs> also like, you're scaring me a little bit. Like, we yeah. just started talking again. Like, <laughs> like this is probably this is legit the first um time they communicated in like a minute yeah and this is a lot yeah and, and pop, if there's a if there's a character that's gonna be like you're doing too much right now it's Maya and I respect so, that for it yeah are we gonna see Maya again wait pause but you, you can't can't take my favorite line yes like my my is my people she said and I quote wait a minute she pushed your head under the water held you down there and then you start to date her <laughs> yeah I was like AJ. That's why I said like there's no plot line that this episode is not touching on. Like they even touch on the page stuff. Yeah. Um, like, yes. Go Maya. Yeah. So um, I, I like honestly, Jay. I would love to see Maya again. I hope we do. Um, come, but if we don't, I'm glad we got a dose of Maya in. It was so nice. Yeah. Do you think we it will? Um Sure, I, I would like to see this Emily with Maya. I'd like to see what this um could be. I could see them topping our um relationship charts. But like, do you think the writers will give us that again? If they like, I'm asking Jay, it what you think will happen, not what you want to happen. And, and you're not answering. Be- because this show does not give me what I want, and 
<laughs> like, tell me the last active thing I was happy about. Well, pause. I've been happy about a lot of stuff. It, Maya. <laughs> Mona. Okay, this show makes me happy sometimes. But when I want something, <laughs> it's let never, the show yeah. give it to me. 100%. Yeah. Um, <gasps> pause. Never mind. Yeah. I don't want this. No, say it. Uh, it's it's going to be a love triangle with Emily, Samara, and Maya. And <laughs> <laughs> a lesbian love triangle yes i'm here for it <laughs> on primetime television yeah better than uh what we do get on this show so far i think i think that's about response <laughs> so speaking of other couples toby and spencer are making out <sighs> outside of spencer's house in toby's truck and toby realizes that someone is inside of Jason's house. And Spencer's like, ugh, it's probably Garrett and Jenna. Like, 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 why are they staying at Jason's house? Well, I think like they're making out in front of like like by Spencer's house, because Spencer lives nearby. Uh... Um because when Spencer gets out of the car and she's gonna like go confront Jason, uh Toby tries to stop her and it turns out that her father comes out of the house. Uh, sir, I don't know your name is. What are you doing there? Well, that's what Spencer asks, and he deflects all the questions. And Toby tries to stand up to him and defend. And I said, Toby, sit your ass down. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what Peter says too. He's like, listen, you're gonna find, have to find a new job if you keep getting in the way of things. Yeah, like I don't know who you think you're bucking to. That's your employer. Yeah, and Spencer <laughs> is just keeps yelling at her dad and gets in Toby's car. Um, and Toby drives her away and it's like Toby you did not need to insert yourself into Spencer's argument with her father he did not especially when it was already that heated like legit like you legit did nothing but make it worse right (laughs) and if he had a genuine fear that Spencer could get physically hurt I understand why he might like get out and like stand as defensively as he did but he was like just standing there to like add a threat that didn't need to be there like he was acting tough for no reason. Yeah. Like, like he, like, like legit. It wasn't like, um, oh, uh, Spencer's dad was like threatening her or like seemed intoxicated and like she could be in danger or something like that. He was legit like, Spencer, I'm not about to answer your questions. And then Toby was like, uh, uh-uh, this ain't what we're doing here. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you escalating the situation? Yeah. Um. Stupid. Toby is often stupid, but that's okay. <laughs> he's our little himbo. No. No? No. Okay. I, th- I, I think I told you. Train? I feel like I've been off the Toby train for a few days, episodes. You ago. have, you have, but I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, not it. So we're going to cut real quick to Dr. Sullivan. She's in her office. She's not looking for the bug, but she is looking through all the files she has about our core four. And we get the feeling that someone's watching her. Yes. Okay. So then we're gonna cut to Aria. Um, wait, wait, can't I can't tell you what down in my notes? Yeah. Uh, I said, I thought she was going to die once. I think she's going to die again. <laughs> All right. Put that down in the predictions. Because <laughs> I think gonna die. Like I thought she was going to die the first episode we met her, and then she didn't. I was like, dang. <laughs> Well, like, they keep giving us, like, glimpses of, like, her being in danger. Fair enough. 
and like being alone in a dark room which is terrifying which is never a good idea in this show no especially when you know someone like a's around yeah well <laughs> and now he does mm-hmm. so we're gonna cut to the montgomery's mike is alone in his room and aria passes by and sees that he like kind of looks like he's crying mm-hmm. or about to cry and so she's like she reaches out to him they hug and mike confesses like hey is mom gonna be okay and Arya says i think she will be and he goes downstairs and it seems like things are starting to turn a little bit well pause no did he they, no he was like is mom gonna be okay and she's like um yeah she is and he's like am i gonna be okay and i was like oh baby yeah. <laughs> Like a pause. Everything you did in the episode was foul, but oh, maybe. <laughs> right. At least you acknowledge it, and like it, it almost seems like he knows that like that's not the behavior he wants to be engaging in, mm-hmm. but he knows that like with his mental health where it is right now, like he's not completely in control of his reactions, and he wants to be, and he wants to make that positive change, mm-hmm. and he knows that he might need help, and this is sort of his way of like starting to ask for it. Which, you know, I wouldn't have thought he would ask Arya first, but okay. All right. <laughs> That's where we are. <laughs> um, let's go back to the rehearsal dinner. Oh, okay. So yes. Kate's going to take <laughs> Hannah to the ladies' room and share that, um, that she's in charge of babysitting the wedding dress. And the wedding dress, by the way, is silver. Okay, good. Okay, I thought my temp was just weird. <laughs> I no, know. it's like super sequins. Like, it's like very non-wedding dressy. Like, like, it didn't feel it, like though. a wedding dress to me. What? It, it, it did give off a wedding dress. It gave no, off, it like, gave off like cruise ship singer. Yep. <laughs> whatever, like, it's your second wedding. Like, do whatever you want. I don't care. Is it her second wedding? I would assume so, because she has Kate. You, you can have children on a wedding. Right, but like, I assume like I, I don't know. I, maybe I thought I heard something about like Kate mentioning like her dad once or something. I don't know. Uh, um, but you, you know, I don't pay that much attention to what Kate says. It's all good. I don't know. But um, Hannah plops down on the bed and uh, Kate brings oh, up that, the it really was a It really was a nice bathroom though. That was so nice. Yeah. There's like a bed. And and Hannah's like is a really beautiful dress but like I really need something to eat I'm not feeling so good and Kate says that she's gonna go get something and while Kate goes to go get food allegedly she decides to uh sort of like take a closer look at the gown and she's like holding against her body and like spinning around with it but she ends up falling over and vomiting on the dress instead like you know, I get you drunk comma but in what state of mind do you think spinning is a good idea listen when you're drunk you're not thinking straight <laughs> and Kate comes back with the food and she sees that Hannah like threw up on the dress and she's just like you can see the smile grow on her face you're a mean one Mr. Grinch <laughs> don't do the Grinch dirty like that <laughs> I love the Grinch as a Jew 
let me tell you, that man had some points. <laughs> who in Whoville was considering that maybe not everyone wants to celebrate Christmas? Not everybody does celebrate Christmas. That maybe their singing is a little loud and annoying. That they never invited the Grinch. <laughs> I, I see you making your points. He maybe he doesn't eat. Maybe he doesn't eat roast beast because maybe it's not kosher. Maybe the Grinch is Jewish. <laughs> he was my childhood holiday icon. I was not expecting this for you today. <laughs> I'm be honest. I love the Grinch, not the Jim Carrey Grinch. I love the original, like 1950 whatever Grinch. Yes, that is my boy. Oh, that's a good Grinch. Yes. <laughs> that is my Jewish icon <laughs> dressing up as Santa because he knows Santa's fake. <laughs> he isn't rude to Lucy, to, to Cindy Lou Who. He gives her a little candy cane, he sends her right up to bed. He doesn't break the illusion of Santa to her. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let me tell you. I love this with all my heart. Like, do not come for the Grinch, AJ. I know your I know your full real name, Norris. <laughs> do not, because hmm. maybe the real Grinch was the friends we made along the way. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I like that interpretation. Also, I mean every word I'm saying here. I believe you. I, I see a passion in your eyes. Okay, I but the listeners can't. Like they might think uh, I'm yeah. joking and I am not joking. I said what I meant and I meant what I said. An elephant's faithful hundred percent or whatever Horton hears a who said. I know way too much about Dr. Seuss. Anyway, Kate's a bitch. <laughs> but we've been new. Yeah. You want to go to, oh, okay. Spencer. Yeah. So Spencer comes home and her father obviously is waiting for her because they just had a fight in the middle of the street. Uh, but pause. If I was supposed to, I would have came on that thing. Wait, what? If I was supposed to, I would have came home that night. Okay, but like, I think knowing her father, her father would have then gone to Toby's house and like dragged her out. Oh, I also wouldn't have gone to Toby's house. You know who lives there? Jenna. I mean, that's also true. <laughs> I would be like, you know what? Drop me off at... You know what? Drop me off at Hannah's. Everyone's staying there now. <laughs> Everybody's at Hannah's house. <laughs> I mean, you could also go to Aria's, but like, they're not going to They're going you. through stuff. Yeah. Going through. Um, but yeah, her dad is a lot more calm and Peter decides to open up to Spencer, which is weird. It was wild. You don't owe your daughter anything. Not as gosh darn thing. But also, like, you're being sketch. Like, here's the thing, right? The last time he was being sketch, Veronica was like, I agree. And I was like, you know what? I guess I agree with Veronica. <laughs> that Spencer was that Not Spencer. Spencer's dad was okay. <laughs> yeah. But so like, I, I, feel, I feel like I need a third opinion. <laughs> but, like, he's acting weird. Like, you don't owe well, your daughter an explanation of what you were doing in Jason's house, but, like, you do owe her an explanation for why you came at her so angrily. Like, an apology, at the very least. Like, okay. like I, hey, I, like... I, I would accept an apology. Right, like, at least say something like, hey, I came at you really angrily earlier because I was angry at someone else, and, like, 
I apologize for the way that I reacted towards your response to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to explain to you what I was doing at Jason's house. And this apology does not mean that Toby has a job. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Peter confesses, Mr. Hastings confesses that- uh, This was wild. Allie's family forced him to change Allie's grandmother's will back to an early version that included two, like both Jason and Allie. Mm -hmm. Because originally it left everything to Allison and nothing for Jason. No, no, wait, pause. Um, She changed it a week before she was killed. Right. I think that time is interesting. Yes. And so because Allie disappeared and was presumed dead, Mm -hmm. Allie's mom ordered Mr. Hastings to change the will back to include Jason Mm -hmm. so that it wouldn't seem like Jason had a reason to kill Allie. Mm -hmm. And he shouldn't have done this. This was illegal. That is illegal. But he did it anyway. Honestly, Jay, I'm going to be a buck with you. Should have kept his mouth shut. (laughs) Let let me tell you something. The last Hastings I would have told was Spencer. Correct. Um, but Spencer has one of AJ's favorite moments, a flashback. <laughs> um, That's not what I thought you talked about. And the girls are hanging out in Hannah's mm-hmm. kitchen, and it just so happens that Regina is there. Because hey. you have her in the episode anyway, you might as well put her in a flashback. Fair enough. Um, and, Han- and Regina's talking about her sons. She has Tom, and she also has a son named Patrick. And Allie's like asking, like, do you have a favorite? And would you ever cut one of them out of the will? And it's like, Allie, why are you asking these questions? Like, what? <laughs> like, like you're so weird. Grandmother. Like, that's so weird. Like, do you really know this woman? Like, do you like they're just having a good time talking about how tough it was to push that man out at birth? And you're just being weird. Yeah. And like Regina's just being kind of quirky, but she like is like, no, I don't have a favorite. And no, I would never cut someone out of my, one of my sons out of my will. And then Allie's like, but wait, let's play a hypothetical here. <laughs> what if one of your okay. sons mm-hmm. stole an expensive, like super fancy family heirloom from you and then use it to buy drugs? Then would you cut them out of the will? And Regina's like, First off, there's no one in my family that is that insane. <laughs> right. And first of all, I don't think that's insane. I think that's dealing with substance use. <laughs> like, I don't think, like, taking a family heirloom and selling it because mm-hmm. you're buying substances is actually a very common thing mm-hmm. for people experiencing substance use disorders. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think that's insane. But I understand mm-hmm. the stigma from this older woman yes and also like it's insane that Allie is asking this question yes. I mean in like the, th- the reason why it's insane let me tell you is because Allie's smiling through all of this like if Allie was and at this time she's 15 years old if Allie a 15 year old had come over and been like you know like really sad about it or like worried or something like that I could see her like bringing up this hypothetical in a way of like something is going on in my family and I want to make sure that like other Mm -hmm. people understand it the same way I understand it but no she's like she's like this manipulative like grin on her face the whole time yeah 
So like, that's why Allie's being, like, that's why I say it's insane that Allie is like asking these questions with glee. Wait, golly. So much joy. Come but if I was Allison, I also would have been happy if Jason was comfortable. I mean, given how much money her family had, yeah. Oh, I was talking about how the way he treated her. I mean, that too. <laughs> but I'd be like, that uh, Regina no does money. say that if one of her sons were to do that, she'd consider cutting them out of the tr- family tree. And like, I don't like that answer, but I also understand. Mm-hmm. Um, again, people who experience substance use disorders like I'm not saying that they shouldn't be held accountable for their actions when they are you know mm-hmm. trying to obtain substances and I think that like acting with them towards mm-hmm. compassion is more important than cutting them out but also I understand that it can be really tough like mm-hmm. to set those like it's a complicated issue and I don't think that there's enough nuance in this show to ever treat it properly um valid yeah i do have questions about how this relates to like the fact that jason is now sober and i wonder if like a condition of the will being illegally changed back had to do with like and you better sober up like not only like you might have killed your sister and like i might have killed my sister and i don't remember because i was on drugs and that's scary enough but also Mm -hmm. like maybe his parents were like we did this to save your ass. You better never do a drug again. Fair enough. Which like might be enough, but might not depending on the severity of a substance use disorder. But again, I'm no expert. So then the flashback ends and Spencer immediately is like, oh my God. So Jason obviously murdered Allie and Allie had gone to Georgia and she's the reason that her grandma changed the will to cut Jason out. Spencer? Yeah, Spencer says that about Allie to her dad. (laughs) And Spencer's like, let's go to the police. And Peter's like, Spencer? (laughs) Isn't that what I said? No, you quit. Okay. Now I'm like, this uh, mess with Spencer. Oh, I was like, I was like, did I write names wrong in my... No, no, you were right. But okay. No, but Spencer's being a mess right now. Like, first off, yeah. no. This is another instance of someone might lose their job, but this time because they're doing the wrong thing. And also, it's your dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, first off, like, uh, he did something wrong. He should be held accountable for his actions because um, what he did was illegal. Uh, comma, but you're, you're about to go to the police with no real uh, evidence. You, you have a theory based on things you know. And Spencer's like, why did you even do something illegal to begin with? Why did you put yourself in that situation? Great question. Great question. Mr. Hastings is like, well, Allie's family knows something about me. And like, basically, they're holding it over my head. They're blackmailing me. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. And when Spencer Mm. keeps asking, he leaves the room. And he's like, I've told you enough. It's like, yeah. but if you're going to start, you might as well finish. Like, I agree. Like you're gonna if tell you her confess. enough that like she can like get you in tr- like get you to lose your job. If she <laughs> if she can get you disbarred, you might as well tell the whole truth. I agree. Because like, like instead of losing his job, he could lose his license. Like a- here's the th- here's the thing, right? You're playing with the Delorantis. Uh, you're risking it all. Full stop. 
Yeah, like, so you might as well just open up. This is go. Um, and Dr. Sullivan is also messing with uh, some dangerous parties. With she forces is, she should not. <laughs> she is in her office. She's uh, going through files. Um, and the identity of whose file it is is covered up with a sticky note. But Dr. Sullivan is reading and sees notes from her sessions with this person. Ooh. And this person has talked about a group of girls that they never mm. mentioned by name, but always calls nosy bitches, which is also what her office was vandalized with a message that said nosy bitches mm -hmm. die. Mm -hmm. um, and her wheels start turning. She's thinking through things and she's like, shit, I know who A is. And so she picks up the phone. But we cut right to... Wait, wait, wait. Should, should, should I talk about how this was dumb now or later? Let's do it. Let's just talk about how dumb it is. Her office is bugged. <laughs> and she's doing all this in her office. Well, so here's and the thing. Did she, and then she, she out loud says, I know who his A is. She then calls, um, what's her name? Emily. And says, Emily, I need you to get here now. Okay, While yeah. her office is booked. <laughs> that part is dumb. I understand looking at the files in her office because, like, legally, sure. like, she cannot take them out of her office. Valid. I mean, I don't think it's legally. I think it's, like, within the code of ethics, but whatever. Um, but, like, and, like, I totally get if she said, like, out loud by, like, she's talking to herself. She said, oh, my God, I know who A is. Like, to herself, like, sure, we all make mistakes. But, like, you know your office is bugged. Like, maybe, mm -hmm. like, don't, like, be extra careful but like you're, I would not make a single phone call in there. I would be saying, I unfortunately can't hold any, like I am taking a vacation mm -hmm. um, until I find the bug in my office. Like, sorry, no sessions with anybody in this office. And I think that'd be valid. I think that's a very valid thing to do. But that's not what she does. Same. <laughs> like, come on, Dr. <laughs> Sullivan, you were doing so well. You were doing so well. <laughs> um. So yeah. And also, like, knowing your office is bugged, anyone you call, you're breaking confidentiality. Mm. Because someone now knows that Emily is one of your clients if you say her name. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You mm. know what I mean? Like, if yeah. your office is bugged and you say, hi, I'm leaving this message for Emily Fields, like, then mm. the person knows Emily Fields is one of your clients. Mm-hmm. And technically, that's breaking confidentiality. Right. Now, Emily can say, I'm seeing Dr. Sullivan. Because she's not bound to that confidentiality. Yes, Dr. Sullivan is. She's right. taken off. And if Emily is in the grocery store and runs into Dr. Sullivan, and she turns to one of her friends that she's at the grocery store with, and she says, oh, Mona this is Dr. Sullivan, my therapist. Dr. Sullivan can then say, yeah, I, I am Emily's therapist. It's nice to meet you. But like, Dr. Sullivan in that situation should not go up to Emily and say hi, and mm. also would never like and say like, hi, I'm your therapist in public. Gotcha. Um, like I was always told in school that like, if you see a client, like, unless the client approaches you, you can smile, you can wave, but like, don't draw attention because like, you don't know how that client feels about being in therapy in general. You yes. don't know what their situation is. And also mm -hmm. like, it's up to the client, how much they want to acknowledge you. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and we're going to cut to the wedding, the rehearsal dinner again. Because There's Hannah more, oh, is, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, in so much trouble. She's trying to get the vomit out of the dress, the wedding dress, while she's still drunk. And Tom comes in and he's like, and Hannah's like, you can't be in here. And he's like, yeah, I heard that you weren't feeling well. So I'm here to check mm -hmm. on you. Um, and Regina's right behind him. As a good grandma should be. Yeah. Uh, and Tom is understandably upset that Hannah has gotten drunk and vomited all over his fiance's dress. Correct. Correct. That is not okay. And he's like, I know that you're not happy that I'm marrying Isabel, but like, you can't just try and sabotage my wedding. Like I'm going to marry her no matter what. And I'm like, whoa, we just took a leap. Where did that come from? And like, I understand that you can think those things, but you should not say those things. Like, but no, here's my thing, right? Uh, your daughter is drunk. Uh, okay, first off, we'll talk about that later. Uh, that, that'll be why I'm thinking if I'm talking, we'll talk about that later. Like, uh, would be why I was upset. I wouldn't be upset about the dress because like, if you're drunk, yeah. She didn't like make herself vomit on the dress. Correct. Like, <laughs> Correct. The, issue, the issue here is you are drunk. Are you okay? Let's get you somewhere where you can rest and we can watch you. Mm -hmm. And I'm mad that you're drunk. Yes. But he's like, you vomited <laughs> on the dress on purpose. You're trying to sabotage the wedding. You drink so you would vomit on the dress. And it's like, no. You're doing a lot of jumping here. And I don't so get Your wedding is not the time for exercise. <laughs> um yeah and hannah's like well kate was drinking too and uh mm. oh he was like, uh, he's like he was just like no she just gave she was straight proper poised giving up um a toast that you're supposed to be doing with her but yet you're in here yeah not good not great um real quick at home, Aria talks to her parents that and says that Mike has broken into other homes. And she's like looking at her mom, trying to get her mom to talk. And she's like, I've learned that keeping secrets isn't good. And mm -hmm. it's like, have you, Aria? <laughs> no. Wait, pause. <laughs> you are actively keeping a secret. Correct. But she's like, I don't like keeping other people's secrets. And I'm like, I get it, but like start start with you be the change you want to see in the world i i, I do have a friend that's like um <laughs> i don't i tell people can you keep keeps the answer is no yeah and then they won't <laughs> tell you the secret and it's fine <laughs> and if they do it's their fault that's what i said <laughs> um but mike comes downstairs uh and it looks like he's ready to actually talk to his family so like maybe we're finally starting to turn a corner let's turn a corner baby I want to see this kid get better. So back to the wedding. Back to the star. Well, a star of the show. Regina offers Hannah some tea. And she's like, listen, that dress doesn't need to go to a dry cleaner. It needs to go to the garbage. <laughs> Which, like, honestly, like, yeah. I wouldn't. No, 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 pause. But 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 it's solely not because there is vomit on it. It's because she does not like the dress. It's because she doesn't like Isabel, really. <laughs> and Kate comes in and she's like, Hannah, I brought you some ginger ale. I'm so sorry that you don't feel good. And Regina grabs Kate's purse and Kate is like, excuse me. <laughs> so she finds the water bottles and there's one that has 
some vodka and one that's just a water bottle. And she's like, I see what you're doing, you sneaky hoe. And she's like, what about it? Um, <laughs> okay. Like, literally, Kate's like, I did what I did and I'm not upset about it. Like, pause, I like that. <laughs> I do. I do. Like, <laughs> I just don't like that it's at Hannah. Yes, correct. Like, I agree. I said last week that, like, I like that Kate is doing something. And at least we know who she is, unlike A doing something to Hannah. Yes, I agree. Like, here's the thing, right? If this was towards Arya or Spencer, Kate would have my stand card, full stop. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's Hannah, I have to dislike you. <laughs> yeah. Um, But it turns out that Dr. Sullivan makes that call to Emily, um, mm-hmm. and the girls all arrive at Dr. Sullivan's office, but then they get a text because no one's there. And they get a text and it's from A and it says the doctor is out. Dr. Sullivan, they don't know where she is. Um, So then we get to our end of the episode uh, where someone wearing a black glove uh, takes the bug out of a bobblehead of Sigmund Freud in Dr. Sullivan's office. And that's where we end things, AJ. Yeah. Uh, Is Dr. Sullivan dead? If what the answer is no, the A is doing a bad job. <laughs> You're like, time to murder, okay? Here's the thing, right? She, one of two things are true. Mm-hmm. A, she knows your identity. And because of that, you need to kill her because you will be in so much trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or B, she has the wrong person. In which case, why did you take her? <laughs> yeah. I can't answer anything. Also, there were so many clues (laughs) to who A is in this episode, and I can't tell you any of them, but there were many clues. What? Yeah. Dang. I I was not paying attention. Um, That's that's disheartening. (laughs) And I, like, I want to tell you what they are, but I I can't. Um, But I will say that, you know how uh, Maya was like, I'm not leaving before I get my calamari. Yeah. She's allergic to seafood, remember? Really? Yeah, because Pam was like, oh, I made salmon. And she's like, I can't eat it. Wow. Maya's a mess. Or she was like, I made shrimp or something like that. Yeah. Yes. That's wild. That's well, like, they literally don't know what they're doing with Maya. <laughs> Maya's just here. Like, honestly, eight is Maya would not be, like, out of this possibility. Oh, you think A might be Maya? I don't. But I'm like, if the writers choose that, I'd be like, that sounds like the writers are pretty little liar. That's fair. <laughs> um, so AJ. Hi. I got some questions for you. Okay. Who's A? Um, um what what's his face? Uh Spencer's dad's illegitimate child. <laughs> Oh, so we're like, it's not, it's not Jason, it's not Garrett, it's not the A team. Well, we'll pause. His child might be in the A team. Like, that might be the person in the house with Jason. It's his illegitimate child. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I, I think that's what uh, the, the De Laurentiis has on him, is he has a child that um, Veronica and Smith and Melissa don't know about. Interesting. Yeah. And if that's A, what if and it could be um, Allison's sister. He could have impregnated um, 
um, um, the woman at the fashion show, that's Alice's mom. He could impregnate her. <laughs> this is not the first time we've had this conversation, but every time I'm like, okay, Jay. Maya's ghost. Okay, I want it to happen. Um, I think that'd be a fun turn. Who killed Allie? Who killed Allie? Yeah. <clears throat> that, that's a very upsetting question. Uh, let's go with... Let's go with um what's his name? What's his name? Um Spencer's dad. <laughs> okay. You know what? I, I I this this man is a mess. And why stop it with um legal mess? Let's make it murder. Murder, affairs, just put it all out there. Honestly, every bad thing he could do, he's done it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Not that he's done it, but like I'm here for the theory. Fair. <laughs> All right, AJ, we had three messages from A this episode. Oh, which ones? Uh, the first one was sent in the beginning of the episode to Emily. It said, clue Ella in and I'll let you out. Nice. And it had a picture of Arya and Ezra kissing. Nice. The second one was the voice call to Dr. Sullivan with the recorded message. And I'm the first person who told about this on repeat. Interesting. And the last message was to our core four and it said, the doctor is out threatening so which of these messages is your favorite i like to think that a is anti-pedophilia so i like the first one me too <laughs> also the fact that like maybe a would leave emily alone if she just would do the right thing just just do the right thing and i will leave you alone i love that energy you know i'm here for it i agree yes uh, <laughs> i always like when a sends messages to people that aren't in the core four but like don't yeah. Dr. Sullivan. She's just trying to help. She's just doing her job. Uh, so our next episode is season two, episode 12. It's the mid-season finale. Ooh. Um, and it's called Over My Dead Body. AJ, what happens in Over My Dead Body? Dr. Sullivan is dead. Oh. It, it is her dead body. That is what we are over. <laughs> all right yes uh, and that's the content of the mid-season finale uh, I, f- I like the idea that the finale or mid-season finale just revolves about well not revolves around but includes either a death or attempted death all right so so and i think if there's anyone that was going to be attempted to be killed it would be um not veronica what's her name dr sullivan yeah Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, so over Dr. So. Oh, oh, oh. We get to find out what the Jason thing is. Ooh, I hope so. Yeah. It's the same. All right. So, AJ, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation uh, about Pretty Little Liars, season two, episode 11. Nice. Where can the people find you if they want more? You can find me on Twitter at Doug Kid Norris. That's where you'll find anything that I am up to, any podcast, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Currently nothing, but you know, check out. I might be up to something when this comes out. <laughs> what about uh, you, Jay? Yeah. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at jmonji underscore. Um, you can also find me on Twitch where I'm streaming some uh, games, including Paper Pirate Pirates and then a logic puzzle game. Um, and that's at jmonji with two underscores. 
Um, otherwise, if you have any feedback, any thoughts, you can send them to us at twosecretspod at gmail.com. Um, mm -hmm. Also, give us a five-star rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you found us. Uh, we want to know how you think we're doing, what you like, what you want more of. So uh, let us know. Leave us a review. By the end of the season, I want to have nine more five stars. Oh, we went from three last week. I want nine five stars. All right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Exponential growth. Exponential. <laughs> All right. Well, AJ, this has been a pleasure, as it always is. Thank I look you. forward to talking with you again soon. Of and course. until next time. Bye. Bye. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save. Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead.